Welcome back to Millennial Thoughts Podcast with your favorite Black and educated women, Alicia and Kat. And we are on our millennial money journey. Two millennial women navigating adulthood, learning everything that college didn't teach us. Let's get to the biz. Budgeting, investing, savings, and student loans. But first, make sure you join our Facebook group, Millennial Thoughts, so you can keep up with the new episodes, join the conversation, and get resources to help you on your personal finance journey. If you enjoy this episode, please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you may listen. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Millennial Thoughts Pod. Two L's, two N's. Now to the thought of the day. Uh, okay. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we have Akiva and Meshek. They help anxious young adults learn financial literacy so they can create a financial legacy. I'm so excited for them to be on the podcast to drop some gems about, you know, finances and how to achieve um, financial legacy, being able to understand all things about finances. So say hey to the people, y'all. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having us again, Alicia. We really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Um, so just let them know like a little bit about y'all, your background, and I guess like how you um came like to this point to starting uh this, you know, educating financial uh literacy to young adults. Absolutely. Sure. I'll let Akiva go first. Okay. Great. Yeah. So I'm Akiva, as was stated. I actually am a financial planner by profession and by training. This is what I do for my day job and outside of my day job in terms of the work that we do on social media and courses, et cetera, to help young adults about financial literacy. So it's my passion. It's what I love to do, my calling in this world that I believe. Um, yeah, so this is, what I, this is what I breathe day in and day out. Just a fun fact, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. So there are any okay. listening on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm so glad for you to be here too. <laughs> and uh, I am Mishak. So uh, as Akiva mentioned, I'm also from Brooklyn, New York as well. Um, <clears throat> money for me, I guess I'm not a financial planner by trade. So I'll start by with that. Um, we do have our YouTube channel, as you mentioned, and for me, uh, money has just been something that, um, I really felt it's important. I feel that it really does propel you and shape you for your future as well as your future children and things like that to come. So it's just something that I've always gravitated towards and had such a great interest in and just really had more of a personal, you know, interest. So Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. And then one other fun fact is that we are getting married in about six weeks so yay congrats thank, thank you. you so one big thing we're doing now is of course taking our individual money stories and <laughs> kind of merge them together and figuring out mm-hmm. what's going to be both of us so 
fun times oh yes that is so cool um yeah congratulations and I was gonna ask that too um like what made y'all I guess start this platform together like I know that I seen that it was cool that you were a financial planner Keith. I was like okay you know I did you know gotta do your research and stuff like that I was like oh and then like studying like finances different things like that so uh what made y'all like want to um educate about financial literacy to young adults as like a platform together well, the idea was really all Akiva's to start the YouTube channel. Um, what has it been about almost two years now? It's well, over a little years. bit over two yeah. years now. Um, she came to me with the idea saying that one, that she kind of wanted to put herself, take herself out of her bubble and to try and educate people as well on a subject that we're both extremely passionate about. Um, and that's pretty much it. So it, it started from there. Uh, we started recording our first videos on her cell phone, editing. On yeah. her cell phone. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. You got to go through the struggle <laughs> yeah. sometimes because I'm still doing it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but it was, looking back on it, it was a really, it's been a really great experience so far. Um, and here we are two years later um, mm-hmm. with a little bit over 7,000 subscribers. Yes, on YouTube. Come on. Okay. <laughs> So we are pressing for that ten thousand subscribers. Yes. So are y'all getting? So y'all are getting paid for like all y'all videos and stuff like that? Okay, I need some tips too. I, I need to be, uh, <laughs> be asking questions. Like yeah. Kiva would be the one to tell you all about that. <laughs> I honestly like. I call myself the talent on the show. I just I come you on. Just show I, up. Yeah. yeah, I just show up. Um, I occasionally come up with different segments and things like mm-hmm. that we talk about and we do, but she's really the mastermind behind everything. Um, and then we also have someone else on our team that helps out with um, the graphics and that sort of stuff. Yes, <laughs> y'all graphics are so cute. I love y'all thumbnails. Just FYI. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but <laughs> no, you're fine. I was gonna say I've probably been rambling so long, so I don't want to. Oh, <laughs> any more of your time. No, no, you're fine. We are here listening to you all. Um, I do feel like I have an interesting question because you all are about to get married, and um, I haven't really had that many couples on here. Um, and going through it, I wanted to say like not to be like you know too nosy nosy, but like you know how like saving up like saving up for a wedding. I guess I wanted to ask like so if someone's out here, how would um what advice would you give to someone who was like thinking like maybe they are about to get married like um trying to put your finances together to like you know save for a wedding then you gotta pay for a honeymoon if people go on the honeymoons and um I guess like in this whole uh pandemic um when you don't even know I don't necessarily if y'all pushed it back because of the virus or if y'all are moving it forward because of the virus but like what um advice would you all give to people who are in y'all like situation Absolutely. First of all, not a nosy question at all. One of the biggest <laughs> kind of pillars of our brand is transparency. So mm-hmm. we are open books, essentially, when it comes to our finances, you know, our income, our net worth. I tell people that's publicly available information. We like to share because I feel like that's the way that people can relate. And people can really learn, mm-hmm. especially people who are, you know, going through the same things we are. So definitely no shame in asking. We're an open book. Um, but my biggest piece of advice and what we did was we had the conversation, the marriage slash wedding conversation very early because I know that's us, right. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, it was like, okay, so we know this is probably a couple years down the road at this point, but you know, we don't just come up with 
money for a wedding overnight, especially mm-hmm. if you, the route you want to take. Some people don't want a wedding. They just go to the courthouse and, you know, that they do their thing. But for us, we had that conversation really early. Like, okay, like when, if and when we do get to this point in our, in our relationship and in our lives, do we want a wedding? What size of wedding do we want? How much money do we think this is going to cost? So we actually made our initial wedding budget what two years ago yeah at way this before point. the wedding way, way before, before we were even engaged, engaged. okay <laughs> so y'all was bound yes yeah. we were we we because we did not want to come to a situation where oh we get engaged and then now we're starting to talk about what mm-hmm. we want and we realize we don't have the money or the right mm-hmm. so it was really important to have that conversation really early on so we set our mock budget and then we said okay well what is what do we think is kind of a you know a tentative kind of timeline of course like i said at that point we weren't engaged or anything like that so it was kind of like okay well we know this isn't for a couple of years so this is the amount we both want to save and we know we have at least a couple of years to get that money together mm-hmm. so that was really we've been saving for yeah. a potential wedding for a couple of years <laughs> and a little background to that is it didn't just i guess come out of nowhere like we actually met in high school so we were mm-hmm. have been, been together, together for, a, for a pretty long time like this okay. year actually gonna make like 10 years that we've been okay here. 10 years that's what i'm talking about so, <laughs> so, at, so the, so the yeah. conversation really came into place like after about seven or so years or so and it was like hey where do, do we see this moving forward as mm-hmm. Mary there um because like i said we're so passionate about money that was pretty much mm-hmm. the conversation and like she said the best thing I think that that's the best thing that we could have done. It opened our eyes. A lot of people, um, when it comes to weddings, you might want a lot of things. And that's just life in general. You see, you want, you like the nice, the flashy, and that's great. Um, And I am a little bit different than Akiva, although we're very, you know, much on the same page with most things. When it comes to money, my theory and my philosophy is always, you can have what you want. You just got to make sure that you plan for it. So, you know, when we spoke What's about... What's the theory? <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way. It's just that the things that I want sometimes are a lot of less less of a bigger ticket item than what he wants. I mean, that's that's her way of explaining it, so I'll let her have have that. <laughs> if, if you want to know who's the, the more frugal one of us, I would definitely say her, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, I'm, I would probably consider the spender and I'm not a huge spender at all. Um, mm-hmm. but when it came to the wedding, it was just a moment that I felt that you don't want to look back and have regrets. So mm-hmm. when we did our research as to how much the average wedding cost, which I believe was like about 40,000 or so at the oh time. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, that we start, yeah, it's, it's a lot of money because I mean, and the most expensive thing is really the venue. If you choose to go that route um, and have everything done really by them, you can, depending on the amount of guests that you have, that can range from fifteen to 20000 on its own. So mm-hmm. that's really where the bulk of your spending mm-hmm. comes in. Uh, we're going to be would... outside. <laughs> <laughs> Which we thought about that. Mm-hmm. We thought about to the courthouse, doing all of that. But, you know, after doing all of that research, we decided on our budget um and i also wanted to piggyback on something that akiva said and actually something that you asked before that i completely forgot to mention <laughs> um with the whole starting of the channel um a main another main reason why uh, we started 
or we chose to start the channel was because we also wanted to show not just millennials, but also people who look like us, mm-hmm. um, that you can win when it comes to money, that you can have your life on track, that you can start building your generational wealth from mm-hmm. this phase. Um, and you can still have fun along the way and exactly. still make room for, you know, indulgences of the things in life that really make you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah thing has to be a strictly financial decision but you can build that into your financial picture in a way that it works holistically and putting personal back in personal finance yeah you know it's really up to you what you truly enjoy if what you want to do is take a vacation once a year for two weeks if that's what you choose that's fine for someone else it might be spending that money that you spent on your vacation to buy a new car or put that money towards car payments it's whatever you value Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely understand that. And I, I like how that is coming around now. Like, it's like personal finance, personal finance. And um, <laughs> so it's just like, it is a personal relationship. And what you were talking about, um, when we're talking about like finances and different things like that, I love that you, um, Akiva said that you're transparent. Because I think transparency is so important too. Because people will be like, oh, yeah, I could do this, do this, do that. But like, they're not like telling you, you know, maybe that they do make six figures or that they may be living at home with their parents. You know, it's just different things <laughs> that affect people's money decisions. And so one thing I did want to ask you all is, did you all um, want to be debt free before you all decided to get married? No, the short answer okay. is no. Okay. So right now we both um, combined, I think we're right now, we we're down to our only debt being our student loan debt which I think mine right now is a, what, $160,000, $160,000 or so of student loan debt. Oh, it still is? Oh, I thought you... <laughs> I yes, didn't know, it I still didn't know, is. I didn't know if it was over. Are you if you started no. paying on it or not? No, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I know a lot of people who say, like, I don't want to get married until I'm debt-free. We personally have no big desire to be debt-free, to be purely honest with you Um, and a lot of people have a really big aversion to to debt and really just are allergic to it and want to get it out of their lives as quickly as possible while we want to pay down our debt there is some debt in our um, case that is super low interest something that we think will have a better chance of or a better financial picture by not really focusing on paying off that super low interest debt but rather focus that on increasing our investments instead when we get to that point Mm -hmm. so our strategy right now was one we did not want to let debt get in the way of us getting married because we broke down the numbers and look looked at how long it would realistically take us to pay down our debt aggressively even if we were being super 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 aggressive we were still delaying getting married by several years and we just did not want to do that we Mm want want that to be the cause of why we did not get married to us that was a more paramount goal than debt freedom or debt reduction so once we do get married it will definitely be switching gears from saving for a wedding to all hands on deck debt pay down for the most part and at a certain point we will stop we're not trying to get rid of it entirely but we are trying to get rid of our higher interest rate debt those student loans that are carrying the five percent plus interest Mm -hmm. which is a good chunk of our student loans (laughs) so that's our current plan and so while you know debt is annoying it's we're definitely not you know super stressed out about it we have a plan we know what we're going to do we know how long it's going to take us to pay it down to a point where we feel comfortable yes i don't really know how old you are i know y'all are millennials but i'm just gonna clap it up for y'all because y'all been saying a lot 
in these you know couple minutes you're talking about a plan you're talking about you talked and like finances like you have a plan you have action like I feel like some people when they get in relationships it's just like oh just like you know like lollygagging like I don't know what to do I, I don't know about this but it's like having those intentional conversations really set you up for your future absolutely so, I, think the- I think that's so important having- yeah and the earlier you start having money conversations just in your relationship period I think it just makes it so much easier to have harder money conversations mm-hmm. as the relationship progresses and so we, it definitely you know we haven't necessarily had any big like you know blowouts when it comes to money there are things we definitely disagreed on and key mm-hmm. points that we've disagreed on from time to time but nothing to the point where we weren't you know comfortable we were shying away from our viewpoints when it came to money or making things more tense or awkward it definitely wasn't at that point because we were so used to having these conversations about money we've shared our credit scores we've shared how much money we made we've talked about you know our cultures and our views when it comes to money from time to time and how that relates to the way that we spend and how it will affect our joint finances so mm-hmm. you know got to that point it was kind of a natural progression so just starting and having those transparent conversations as early as possible in a relationship I think is always the best yeah coming from two different Mm -hmm. cultures oh yeah can you I was about to ask can you dive on that you said y'all come from two different cultures um when it comes to like money like were you raised when like the way you were raised did you talk about money did you learn about money or no or was it vice versa for uh the two of y'all yeah so um so Akiva comes from a strictly Caribbean background. Her parents are both from uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Yes! Uh, I love Trinidad and Tobago. So sorry. <laughs> I was just talking about that yesterday, how I studied abroad there. So that's why I got it. Really? Yes, I studied abroad there twice. I took um, students there last year. And then I went like two years ago when I was in um, undergrad and I got to participate in like the uh, Emancipation Day Parade. I did the dances, nice. the events and everything like that. Yes, so I got love for the Trinidad and Tobago people. <laughs> nice, nice. But yes, that's a side note, my bad. <laughs> Great to learn that about you. Mm-hmm. So Akiva, that's where she hails from. And when she was growing up, money wasn't really something that they spoke about um, <laughs> as often. Uh, and uh, that's culture, like mm-hmm. culture in uh, a lot of West Indian cultures is that parents worry about the bills and the money and kids just be kids. Mm-hmm. And that- that's great. Um, <clears throat> and then my upbringing, uh, my mom is from Panama. My dad is from Barbados. <gasps> oh, my so gosh. Um, guess what? Didn't mean to interrupt you, but guess what? I studied around in Panama, too. Really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, shoot. Look at that. I'm, I'm cracking up. I'm yeah, trying I to live your life traveling around the world like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny but yeah I did grow up military too but yeah I stayed abroad in Panama for three weeks in um, my sophomore year in college nice yes oh my gosh okay side note <laughs> that's so funny so for me although my dad is was from the uh the Caribbean background where did you say he was from you said Barbados Barbados okay um my mom is actually who raised me and I mm-hmm. Again, I think that she just chose to do things a little bit different. So mm-hmm. although she grew up that way, again, in, in Spanish culture, pretty much the same when it comes to money, I think, my opinion, when it comes to money and kids, um, <laughs> she just chose to do things different. She was like, you know, hey, it's just you and me. If I got $10, you're going to know I have $10. So if you mm-hmm. ask, you know, can I have this? If I tell you no, at least you understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we differ. Um, and I just think as we grew that, you know, I think that some people just have something in them 
Akiva definitely is probably not very much like most of her family, like immediate family, um, where she just went kind of the immediate, you know, let me talk, let me know about my money. Let me be able to educate myself about it, even though someone might not be talking to me. Whereas in my case, I was exposed to a lot more things. Um, mm-hmm. that's because when, when we speak, speak about loans specifically and debt, I'm of the feeling I'm not scared of it. Of course, I'd like to get rid of it. Um, but it's just like, I'm going to live my life. That's my, that's my feeling. I'm going to be responsible and take care of the things that need to be done. But I'm not going to be a slave to my debt. Has how I feel, not disrespecting anyone else who wants to pay off their debt and live really cheap and live with their mom and do all of that stuff. <laughs> that's great. Like I spoke about earlier with it being personal, that's just something that I didn't want to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I feel that that background of that upbringing is definitely where that comes from. Plug ourselves, but I know that we did a video on that. <laughs> the funny habitudes. Uh, that's something that I think is really important because I think Akiva will agree with me that in a relationship, it's great to talk about money. But I feel like if you don't really have a firm, rooted understanding of your relationship with money on your own and mm-hmm. you truly want what you believe about money, it'll make it really challenging when you're in a relationship, when those tough finance conversations come up mm-hmm. for you to be able to agree. Because in relationships, mm-hmm. all know there is compromise. Yeah, um, I see what you're saying. And I definitely... Um can't agree <laughs> i'm cracking up you said you ain't worried about the loans i just ain't got time for them to be calling me asking me questions all the time so i'm like when you go back <laughs> but um i grew up learning about money so i do know about money and i think it does give a conversation even with friends um even with friends in general it's like oh like well like how much you make like transparency without like pain and stuff like that like i know about money you know how you're like oh yeah you ask your mom like oh well um can i brothers they're like oh no i don't have that money you know i think it's important <laughs> too and I think that um money should be talked about more because a lot of things that I'd be seeing like about marriages and how marriages feels like because of money because of finances because people don't talk about them and people really are raised differently and I of course I know like about the Caribbean culture and like how they really don't talk about money or they don't really tell you any too much <laughs> about anything really, really? yeah, yeah. Everything, everything's, <laughs> a, everything's a secret yeah and it's like when you get out there you're just like well what am I supposed to do I don't know nothing nobody ever taught me anything exactly so, one day children stop being children. They're adults now, and now we don't know. <laughs> and now so. I don't know. Yeah, so I think it's crazy now. It's like people are educating different things like that too, but um, because that's what you have to do now. So I do think it's important that, like, in relationships, like, you, not saying that you, you got to tell everybody, like, oh, you bought this, you bought this, or whatever, but just, like, communicating. Because if you do see a future with somebody, I definitely think it's like, okay, well, like, do you have an idea about paying back student loans? Or do you want to get a house? Or even if, do you want to get a wedding? Like, do you want a big wedding? I'm all for it. I swear I'm about to be outside uh, in New Orleans because I ain't paying for <laughs> shoot. Yeah. I, they said this. I seen this girl. She said that she paid $10,000 for food. I'm like, what What? What are y'all eating? I mean, is it going to exactly. come for the rest of the year? Y'all better come with some crackers because I ain't feeding y'all. <laughs> That's but, it's expensive. Reality. Yeah, so, I, but I do think it's just like, important and I thought that was really interesting about how you were saying that you don't like y'all aren't so pressed to pay back your student loans because I know some people are like I want to pay back my student loans before I get married I mean if you have a whole bunch of student loans you may not want to do that because it really may take you too long you're just like okay I'll get married (laughs) 
that's and it's different for some people because with us it was like we were both coming into the relationship with student loans so it's like mm-hmm. single and married we still got these same student loans to pay back so mm-hmm. to us it wasn't it wasn't a really big deal i know a lot mm-hmm. of people who are they're coming into a marriage where one person might have like two hundred thousand dollars of student loans and the other person is debt free and like that weighs mm-hmm. on them psychologically and they don't want to feel like they're bringing baggage into mm-hmm. a marriage mm-hmm. responsible for their financial baggage so I can I definitely understand that and see that a lot um, for us it was different like I said we were coming in on you know somewhat similar playing fields in terms mm-hmm. of status so mm-hmm. it was a lot easier for us to kind of come to grips with that and mm-hmm. um the way of us moving forward with our relationship which was you know the paramount goal for us um but you know different people have different perspectives Mm -hmm. on it so I definitely respect you know whatever people decide Mm -hmm. to do yeah that's true I do see what you're saying like like um when money money is big issue, so you're like oh yeah um I'm I'm not interested on that well yeah I have um seventy thousand dollars you're like well hold up now (laughs) (laughs) um so I wanted to ask y'all speaking about student loan debts what are some ways that y'all are like tackling it like in a sense like well what are some ways or strategies that you think that how you're going to tackle it when y'all start paying them off sure well i'm actually still paying right now even though um student loan payments have been frozen and extended from september mm-hmm. September, i made the decision to still continue to pay because unlike some people i know that i'm truly blessed because my employment has not uh changed so i'm able to still make my payments so i have chose to continue um and even actually when i accepted my job where i currently am now um as a 50c3 company uh what a four what a is it i always get this wrong <laughs> 501c3 company um they qualify well me working there i qualified to be on the public service loan forgiveness program Mm -hmm. um so when i accepted the job kind of tying everything together um the main things that i knew were the most expensive are going to be the most expensive in my budget was housing my student loan payments and trying to save for the wedding Mm -hmm. so working there definitely gave me that opportunity to be able to pay a lot smaller amount on my student loans the interest is still there um so that's you know it's just piling up but at least the payments are affordable so that was pretty much my strategy after we get married that will change but for the time being that's my strategy of loan payments okay yeah so that was more so uh prioritization of our financial goals um like i said myself up until this point i've only been making interest only until recently I guess right before the pandemic I was making interest only payments which is essentially how much my payments were so I wasn't really eating away at the principal which is why when we said the amount of money we owed and it's like still the same it's because basically all we've been paying is interest we haven't really been attacking principal that much that's why Um, because we're prioritizing other goals you know at first the goal was all right I need an emergency fund so I'm going to prioritize that then it was I have I had a car note that you know was you know, uh, how much was my car when I started? Like $12,000. And so I had a super high interest rate on that. So that was my focus. So it was like student loans are not my priority right now. I'm going to build my emergency fund. Then I'm going to pay off my car, which I did in December of 2019. Yes, congrats. Congrats video. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and so after that is when I then switched gears to attacking my student loan debt, which I only really got to do for about two months until the pandemic hit. So... Um, <laughs> 
Amen. Right now, so after the wedding, after all that stuff settles down, um, we are going to switch back to rapid debt repayment. Like I have actually been saving money in mm-hmm. my account to make a big student loan payment once the forbearance is up. Um, so it's not like I don't have any money left or like it's just sitting there doing nothing. I do have, I have been saving the money to make a sizable payment once the forbearance is over. So that'll jump start that process. And then, you know, after the wedding, we'll really just be going really hard on our student loan debt. So one um, strategy that we decided to do together is, and I don't even think we share this on the channel yet, but is that the way we we made our budget is mm-hmm. that all of our day-to-day expenses can fit on one person's salary. So the other person's salary is really primarily just to attack those student loans and whatever other financial goals that we have. Mm-hmm. So that's the way that we set it up uh, for the most progress. And then also, we, like I said, we've mapped out exactly how much money we need to pay every month in order to pay down, you know, the amount of money we want to pay down by the time we want to pay it down. So we have it down to a science at this point. We have a spreadsheet that we utilize um, to run those calculations and stuff like that. So there's no, you know, magical cloud, like, when am I going to ever pay this off? I'm throwing money at this, but it's not doing anything. Like, we know. We know what the situation is going to be going forward and how mm-hmm. much we be able Really coming up with that plan, sitting down, running the numbers is really important. Okay, that's cool. That's really interesting. You said an Excel <laughs> and a document and everything. That's cool, though. Yeah. See, sometimes it is good to have two incomes because it can work out better for you. <laughs> um, and uh, so with the student loans, I know you all talk a lot about um, like building credit and um, investing in different things like that. Uh, when you said that you were like saving your emergency fund, I was wondering, um, are you still using or do you use Dave Ramsey's like plan we do not we do not follow dave ramsey at all (laughs) and we actually have a video on that i did a video on that as to how like you know our financial my financial um Mm -hmm. you know plan and stuff differs from dave ramsey's baby steps method so yeah i see that's why i ask (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah we know we don't follow it because it just doesn't work for us i mean Mm -hmm. dave ramsey's plan it's it works for a lot of people um but we're we're numbers people and we really will do the math answer generally mm-hmm. 90% of the time. Um, we don't really have an issue, you know, like staying motivated to reach really big goals or save really large amounts of money or pay down large amounts of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, we really default to the math answer every time, which is different from the way Dave Ramsey's is. It's more so psychological mm-hmm. to help you make the mm-hmm. build up. That's um, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, so just a different viewpoint on things. Mm-hmm. That's cool, though. That's cool. I see what you're saying. Your numbers, people, you, they move differently. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's, yeah. but that's y'all background. Lives by spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? So we basically live our lives by spreadsheets. Yes, yeah, spreadsheets. <laughs> I am literally cracking up. Um, And so one thing that I've seen that y'all recently launched, I don't know if y'all still are doing it or waiting, but um, I was looking at y'all Instagram, and y'all uh, created something called the Adulting Boot Camp. Yeah, and I wanted y'all to like just tell the listeners like what that is. I mean, if they're interested in it and how they can get involved with it. Absolutely. So yeah, the adulting boot camp was something that I created. Um, it's basically an online course, an online program that um, we launched. You know, over the course of the pandemic, had our first. Uh, first kind of launch our first wave of students go through and what it is essentially it encompasses what our goal you know what really our our messages and our brand is it's really something that's teaching you all of the fundamental 
aspects of personal finance, specifically catered to young adults, really with the goal of becoming more financially literate and independent. And in doing that, you can mm-hmm. create a legacy um, and create financial peace for yourself and future generations. So that's really what it's about. It's it's really fun. All of the participants that went through, you know, our first round had a really good time had really great feedback coming out of that and um so right now enrollment isn't open right now because you know we got we got a wedding to do we got lots of stuff going. <laughs> but it'll be open in the future <laughs> it will be open in the future and yes. so we'll you know send, give you the link and so you can have that in the show notes so that people can sign up for the wait list for the mm-hmm. next time open the doors to the adult team boot camp definitely definitely and i feel like this um episode we're kind of jumping around but since you mentioned getting married again and money and finances do you think people should get a prenup before they get married it depends yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just threw that one up in there you know <laughs> We, I think we actually did a video on that too. Um, you did, because yeah. I see it yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, for us, for us, we we had decided no. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think that a prenup is a bad thing. I think that it has such a negative connotation these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really just think that sometimes with a divorce, if you if it ever gets to that point, which for us that's not an option. Okay, let uh, us know. <laughs> <laughs> For those people who that 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 is the the choice or the course of action that they choose to take, um, it's just something that is uh, established before you actually get married to make sure that in the event that something God forbid were to happen, that this these decisions were made before the feelings were in the way and when I'm trying to be spiteful and trying to be nasty. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really common among not just wealthy people these days. It's also very common among, you know, average people. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother has some, you know, family heirloom that's been passed down generation to generation. Mm-hmm. I want that to be something that's divided, mm-hmm. uh, split, or where I have to sell it. That that could be where a prenup comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, might not be any, like, major, you know, value, but more sentimental yeah i do see what you're saying um and yeah it used to be like a bad i guess bad connotation towards it but now i'm thinking about like now like i mean you guys clearly like built this platform together but like now everybody like has their own platform you know everybody's like not want to say social media influencers but like they're the content creators writers things or whatever and it's like you work so hard for your stuff sometimes it's just like you want to protect it because baby you mm-hmm. ain't getting none of this blogger money if you ain't mm-hmm. writing blog posts okay maybe you took a couple pictures maybe i could throw you a couple dollars <laughs> but, I, but if you wasn't writing with me uh-uh, you ain't getting what i work for <laughs> i agree and you know establishing those boundaries and those you know those lines that you don't cross i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah, so I just thought I should throw that up in there to ask because you all are getting married. <laughs> um, so um, this time um, I'll ask a couple of questions. This is what I usually ask, like all my guests. Y'all both can answer it. You can answer one or the other. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, the first one is, what does financial freedom mean to you all? <laughs> financial freedom, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. To me, it means freedom not only for me, but for the people who are coming after me. To me, it's when when I become financially free for myself, that is not only about me. It's so much bigger than just me. That 
it affects everybody around me. Like mm-hmm. I said, it affects future generations. It affects the causes that I'm passionate about now. When I become financially free, that means that I have more resources, whether that's time or money, to give to causes I care about, to people I care about, to make the world a better place. So financial freedom, to me, is just so much bigger than than me. You're not just doing that. You're not getting your money together, getting financially literate, um, gain, attaining financial freedom just for yourself. It's for everybody mm-hmm. around you as well. I would agree with that too. Financial freedom is, you know, for me, when I think of financial freedom, I don't just think about myself attaining that. It's like, how can I bring other people along with me? Mm -hmm. How can I bring not just my family, but other people? And that's where that YouTube channel really comes in to share that knowledge with other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Um, And so I know you all are planning for a wedding. Y'all are about to pay for a wedding. And I know you said that um, you are also like paying down your student loan debt. Uh, but is there any other money goals that you all like have besides that? Like these two major ones that you want to maybe achieve by 2021? Not really. I can't even, <laughs> those are our biggest goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can tell you about this now. Because uh, the episode is going to come out in a month from now, you said. Uh-huh. About it on our channel first, but we actually just bought a house as well. Yes, um, congrats. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, I haven't spoke to Akiva about the 2021 goals, but something <laughs> that I really want to do is have a oh, rental wow. property. Um, okay. So, it might not be a 2021 goal, but somewhere probably way in the future once we get our footing with the first property okay well yes you know let me know because if y'all do a registry or something like that like yes like okay people can buy stuff for your house you know well i don't know about covid and stuff like that but you know how people be buying gifts for house warmings and stuff like that oh y'all want to have a house warming will y'all a virtual one <laughs> a virtual one. <laughs> and i just thought about the virtual one um yeah that's funny our so that's a good one that's a good one do y'all have any um i guess like anything that you want to purchase like uh, in a sense, like, are you like trying to, or you want to purchase something like since you uh, just bought a house and that you're about to get married? Is there something that you want, like, you know, like if you want like a nice, I don't know, a phone, a car, not a car, oop, that was a lot of money, a watch, <laughs> electronic or something like, is there something that you're like, oh my gosh, when I get this, I'm going to get this? I'm not well, I think we actually already made that purchase recently. Oh. <laughs> so we have got these expensive smart locks for our uh-huh. house. Yeah. And like I told me, I'm like, this is how you know we're getting old because if somebody threw me a Lowe's gift card or something, like I'd be the happiest person on earth. Like this is who we've become. Like we're geeking out over like locks and like mm-hmm. hardware from Lowe's. Like this is a, this is a problem. This is adulting. <laughs> I know. So you're an adult now. Um, but yeah, I think that we're finding you know cool, but still like things that fit into our lifestyle, things to put into our home. We're definitely in no big major rush to like go out and buy everything for our home. Our home will probably be empty until I think I told somebody earlier, I'm like, I'll be happy if we get this house furnished by New Year's. Okay. Yes. (laughs) That's so exciting. Exactly. Taking it day by day. Um, But yeah, that that's all you really can do, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> and the last question I have is what are y'all's favorite IGs like people to follow 
um, or even if it's not people, if it's like, you know, how they have community Instagram, just like things to help keep you motivated are things that you like to see on your feed. I like to see anything positive. Some people who I follow, although we are not like subscribers to Dave Ramsey, there's this guy, and I'm sorry, I don't know his name, um, <laughs> yeah, but sorry to say it. This is the way that he's the only African American guy. That I, I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. That's what I thought you. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying either, but I do know who you're talking about. Yes, I follow him, um, and I just found that he's been really positive um, and really you know, talks about money in a, in a way that at least relates to me, a lot more infographics. So mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I've been into some finance uh, podcasters as well. So I listen to uh, the Budget Nista, mm-hmm. um, to um, this podcast called uh, Dead Ass by Kadeen. And, and the bell, uh, you listen to this? Yes. Oh, y'all from Brooklyn, I should already know. Yeah. We love them. I love them. <laughs> I don't listen to their podcast. I listen to their I watch their YouTube videos though. Okay. Yeah. I, I I watched one of their YouTube videos, but mm-hmm. that's how I had a podcast. Mm-hmm. They, and yeah, it was like they're like they're the Ellis's. So we actually were like, we tell people we're the other Ellis's, just the money uh, <laughs> What? Your last name is Ellis. You could be related to him. <laughs> it's honestly is possible because in one of their episodes, there was just a few dots that were connecting. I was like, we might be related. Who knows? What? Yes, that'd be so dope. But yeah, and they they live in Los Angeles now. Yeah, they um, moved. There. Yeah, but oh, he loves Brooklyn. I said, okay, boy. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so I know them. I like them. That's good. When you said the budgetista, and then. Um, and then his and her money. Uh, I listen to them a lot. Um, and I'm trying to, uh, I think the one that, yes, Anthony O'Neill, that's his name. <laughs> that is, okay, yeah, that is his name. Someone was like, you should try to get him on my podcast. What, he all the way up there with Dave Ramsey. Um, listen, try. <laughs> someone did know. say that I should try the, I tried to email the budget Nisa. She told me no. So, you know, I got to uh, muster it up a little bit more. <laughs> That's good. Well, actually, her assistant told me no, but it's okay because one day she's gonna be on here. <laughs> That's okay. right. You better claim it. <laughs> yes, you know. That's funny. Uh-huh. And there's Anthony one. Also. There's one person who, well, one group that kind of sparked my whole thing of YouTube, and uh, and you know finances and that mm-hmm. financial diet. I don't really watch them as much anymore, um, but they're pretty much the first people that I started watching. Um, on YouTube uh, talking about money and then there are like the whole slew of credit card people that I watch the credit shufu um, uh, Graham Stephan of course um, and a few others that I asked Sebastian asked Sebi I'm sorry um, and a few others so all those guys are really cool uh, Brian Jung uh, Kiva's telling me a few others that I'm missing because I, I watch <laughs> Listen, we know these people in real life. You cannot forget to shout them out. <laughs> I'm cracking up. That's funny. You always get in trouble when you start naming people. Yes, you know, because you exactly. got to remember all of them. I do. Um, but I'll tell you some of my people. I'm going to go in a totally different direction. But okay. most people mm-hmm. I've been listening to is on social media these days is more so in the space of racial equity and mm-hmm. for- Specifically on LinkedIn. I've been following a couple, a lot of LinkedIn influencers these days. Okay. Um, and yeah, a couple that are also on Instagram. So uh, Gloria Atanmo. 
Her Instagram is Glow Graphics. I love yes. her. Yes. She's a travel blogger. Yeah. Personal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love watching her travels. I love her infographics. They're always the cutest. They things. really so are really good. Cool. I'm like, okay, girl, shoot. They're so good. Exactly. <laughs> She's my infographics like legend. So her on LinkedIn, I follow um, Madison Butler. She is dope. Um, Aisha Joseph is another person, especially talking about race on LinkedIn. And I always find their posts so refreshing, so insightful. So, you know, you're ever looking for inspiration or education or anything related to racial equity. Those are your people. Love them. Oh, yes. Maybe I should need to connect with you on LinkedIn. (laughs) Yes, please. Send send a connection my way. Yes, I definitely will. Well, I want to say thank you all for joining me on this podcast. It's been great to talk to you all um, just about your story and sharing um, everything that y'all are doing. Congratulations on everything. And I want you all to uh, let the people know where they can follow you at on social media. Absolutely. So our main space, our YouTube channel, you can find us at The Bemused on YouTube or just youtube.com slash The Bemused. That is our home base. That's where we show up, uh, you know, primarily. Then we also have our Instagram at The Bemused as well. Feel free to follow us there. And those are our main two platforms. We also have a Facebook page, but we're not as active on that. We'll admit that. So yeah, YouTube. (laughs) So the Instagram or the YouTube. (laughs) That's where you're going to find us. And on the Instagrams, we definitely try and respond to every single comment, every single message, everything like that. Yes, we respond. Every DM, every comment on YouTube. We try to get back to everybody. So it's not a bot, it's us. Yes. (laughs) Well, ain't nobody working for me. I ain't got no virtual (laughs) assistant. It's us. I'm cracking up. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed this as well. If you all have not, go make sure you check out the information and follow us on Instagram at Millennial Thoughts Pod so you can always know about the next episode coming up. So thank you all. Have a great rest of your evening. Whenever you all watching this, hopefully you all enjoy. Thanks. And it has been brought to my attention that the episode is over. I know. But if you want to keep on following up with us and stay in tune for the next episode, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Millennial Thoughts Pod. And I want to leave you with this. Passion our purpose. Profit our pain. I don't want my name to ever be in vain. A life full of purpose is the only thing that will remain the same. Millennial Thoughts.